Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Recovery Talk, a podcast from the Peer Recovery Center of Excellence. I'm your host, Shannon Roberts. Each month, we will be talking with an expert in the field, discussing substance use challenges, resources to assist individuals with a substance use challenge and or their families, and best practices for the delivery of peer recovery support services. This month, I spoke with Teresa Knorr of Friends of Recovery New York about their upcoming New York State Recovery Conference. It's a virtual conference open to anyone and everyone interested in the field of recovery. Teresa is going to tell us a little bit more in our conversation about everything they're offering, and you can find more information, including how to register online. Link in the description of this episode. And without further ado, let's get talking. Well, listeners, I'm here with Teresa Knorr from Friends of Recovery New York. Teresa, thanks for being here. Nice to be here, Shannon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Do you want to go ahead and give listeners a little introduction about who you are and a little bit about Friends of Recovery New York? So, um, again, my name is Teresa M. Knorr. So if you Google me, please have the M, because if you don't put the M in, you'll get a mass murderer, and I'm not kidding. <laughs> I appreciate that clarification. <laughs> Teresa M. Knorr, and I am a um, certified addiction recovery coach. I am a family member in recovery. I am also an adoptee in recovery from relinquishment trauma and various sundry uh, process addictions um, and longtime ally of the recovery community, having worked as a clinician and coach and been, been around for a little bit. And uh, cool. I work for Friends of Recovery New York, which is New York State's only statewide recovery community organization. Did I go ahead and tell you a little bit about us? Yeah, tell me more. Yeah. So um, our mission and vision um, is really to make sure that everyone out there in the world has access do um, addiction treatment and recovery support services. So we do education and training. We do policy work. Um, we like to say that we are the connecting tissue between all the local RCOs. So we have about um, 30 or so local recovery community organizations that are unfunded. Um, actually do get some funding here and there, but we also connect all of the recovery community and outreach that become funded um, with brick and mortar places um, and get services. Um, we connect care professionals, we connect people in the recovery community. Um, yeah, so a wide variety of, and we do that all in three ways. We have a strong approach. So it's um, humanized, organized, mobilized. So it's, you know, Make sure that people's recovery stories are heard, and that we're educating the recovery community and policy. Make sure that policymakers understand that people with addiction are people. A novel idea. <laughs> what a novel idea! So <laughs> we have a variety of ways that we uh, train the recovery community and um, educate lawmakers and policymakers, and then hold a variety of different um, outreach calls to connect. All various 600 different organizations that we interact with. Uh, we have a best practice trainer network. We have an RCOC network. We hop on state calls for peer engagement specialists and families 
navigator. I mean, so like we're, we're involved in a lot of different things. We have a recovery-friendly workplace initiative in New York now called Heart, um, which is really huge and connecting people even outside of our normal demographic. You know, so cool. policymakers, lawmakers, people in unions, employers, um, all over the state. So it's a, it's a really a beautiful initiative. Yeah, a lot, lot like of that. stuff going on. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Selfishly, I'm a huge fan of Friends of Recovery New York. We, um, I know a lot of my work at the Peer Recovery Center of Excellence. I've connected folks to you, like, have you checked them out? Reach out to them. Um, uh, I know Ruth Riddick works for kind of another branch of, of y'all's. But um, yeah, good people, good work. Yes, Love it. is one of my favorite humans on the planet. I don't know if you've had her on here as a stakeholder. Yes, very. I think she might have been my very first one. So listeners, go listen to episode one of the stakeholder volumes. And um, Oh, yeah. definitely. With Ruth lifting Irish Grogue and her personality, it's definitely, I'm sure that was a lively and fun conversation. Oh, it was melodic. It was <laughs> just... <laughs> I can hear her in my head when she sends me emails. It's like, you know, I hear Rose saying, Teresa, you know, oh, yeah. like whatever. It's beautiful. <laughs> So, yes, yeah, so we a lot with the ASAP NYCB, so that's a certifying body for our peer professionals in New York State. Um, mm-hmm. I need to call Ruth later today, so thank you for reminding <laughs> me. Um, yeah. We are offering scholarships to our seventh annual New York State Recovery. Well, so that's, you know, one of the ways that we educate, you know, and um, organize. You know, and, and mobilize. So, the, you know, the organizing, um, you know, is that connecting tissue, but the mobilizing is really providing spaces for people to come together and elevate and celebrate recovery. So, I mean, I've been with this organization six years now, our seventh annual conference. And I remember my first conference being, like, just blown away by the level of um, camaraderie, respect, um, I remember people being really taken aback by how honored they being members of mm-hmm. uh, the community and having a conference that was dedicated directly to the recovery community. So this conference marketed for people in recovery, family members in recovery, um, peer professionals, clinicians, administrators, uh, policymakers. I mean, we want to really educate. People. I mean, that is the whole recovery community. It's all of us, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So our our theme this year is when we all recover. You know, so, I love that. Yeah. So when we all recover, so providing holistic recovery for individuals, families, and communities. And so that's the theme of our conference, and um, it will be October. 17th and 18th. So it's a half a day on Sunday. It's virtual. So this is why I'm excited about coming on the podcast because you reach more than just New York State. So since the virtual conference, even though we love the in-person stuff, and we will go back to that next year. Virtual affords us the opportunity to connect, you know, much more widely across the country and oh, bring sure. in national and international speakers. And this year, some of our really cool um, speakers, one of my favorites who I have been trying to get to be a speaker at our conference for six years is Nikki Myers. 
from Y12SR, so from the Yoga 12-Step Recovery. I don't know if you know Nikki. I know of Nikki, but tell tell our audience more about her if they haven't. Well, Nikki Myers is an amazing human. And I, like I said, I've been trying to get her to come to the conference for years, and our schedules just never seem to mesh. But this year, she is happens to be doing a retreat on the East Coast and is going to leave the retreat for an hour and a half to come do our keynote. And then do a Y12SR uh, workshop. The Y12SR is the yoga of 12 step So Nikki combines her knowledge of yoga with her knowledge of her own recovery and 12 step recovery specifically and puts together a very interactive somatic workshop. So, which you can do online too. But yeah. her note this year which is really important too is her keynote is uh the intersectionality of trauma race and addiction mm. so being a, a you know she's a member of the bipoc community and a woman of color and she is a person in recovery herself and was really excited for her you know of course she closes her own history and talks about the intersectionality of those things um so we're very excited to have her kicking off the conference. So please tune in. Um, <laughs> highlights. Um, we have a, a gentleman from Canada, Guy Felicella, who okay. is an international speaker on harm reduction. He was actually one of Dr. Gabor Mate's patients. I don't know if you know who Gabor Mate is. He's a addiction specialist out of Canada. He's a who has written a number of books, one of which is uh, in the realm of hungry ghosts, which is all about um, trauma and addiction. But one of his patients who whose pathway to recovery harm reduction um, is going to be one of our keynote speakers as well, because we really, you know, value multiple pathways and want to make mm-hmm. sure that, you know, all areas are perfect. I love that. So any particular areas you want? questions that you have because I could go on today but <laughs> I want to know what you want yeah well yes and so yes keep going and um tell me a little more about the origin of this conference and how you all intentionally moved from being New York State focused to branching out and wanting to reach national audiences and i mean internationally too it sounds like yes i know and that's it's one of the silver linings of covid honestly because we've been doing live conferences and so this is our seventh annual we we used to partner with asap so um it was Mm -hmm. the asap so asap is the alcoholism and substance abuse providers network so they are the the um, parent organization of the NYCD or partner organization of NYCD. So we used to partner with them and we're kind of the recovery community and they do their own provider. So that was, you know, for professionals in the addiction recovery field because um, they are the provider. So we worked with them for years and then it was like, well, we needed to put on our big pants and <laughs> go out on our own. And so we took that over a few years ago, and then with COVID, we had to go. And so it just, and so there were a number of speakers that I had tried to engage to come to Albany, New York for years. 
who found it much easier mm-hmm. to join me by an interview. So it was like, well, wait a minute, if we have international speakers, so Dr. Capromonte was one of those speakers. And, you know, he's an yeah. international world-renowned addiction expert. And like, well, wait a minute, if, we, if we've got international speakers, then maybe we should be trying to reach a larger audience. Um, because it isn't, but we offer credit, right? Here, credit's for and case. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been using all the New York acronyms, and you're like, oh, God, don't do that. Case that. Counselor, you know, addiction, addiction counselor acronym there. Uh, we offer credits for social workers, for addiction counselors, and peer in New York State. But mm-hmm. it's also an educational opportunity. And for people to be able to come for a super deep, hear international speakers on, you know, topics that are of interest to people around the globe, why not market? So, you know, yeah. that, that was one of our big things with having Gabor. And we had a woman last year from New Zealand. Um, who, oh, wow. Yeah, so she's a, an addiction recovery. Oh, she's a coach who has her own um, mm-hmm. business, and she moved to New Zealand. But it was so cool that I could still have her come on and join the conference from New Zealand. You know, we have been afforded silver linings around COVID. We figured out that we can around the world. Yeah. Have you seen your participation virtually get larger? Because was it last year that you offered both in person and virtually? It ended up last year just being virtual as well. Gotcha. Okay. So I think the the first year that we did, um, I, and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was it was on par last year with the first. This year. Gotcha. Our um, registration numbers are lower this year, and I think part of that is because people are opening back up and doing in person, and people really want to be there, and we get that. So, which is why sure. I'm coming on and doing podcasts, trying to appeal to people outside of our state who maybe attend a set conference in person or you know can't travel to New York anyway, and still want to see what's on our agenda. Because the other thing. About conferences that it's not only the keynotes, the work are very interactive and they're homegrown. I mean, it's, our motto is nothing about us without us. So mm-hmm. we appeal to our community. To, uh, it's a year long. What do you want to know? What do you want to see? And who do you want to see? And then we recruit, you know, people do put in RFPs to work with we they fill out the request for proposal to submit to be a workshop. So anybody who's listening who wants to present at our next year's conference, there's always opportunities for that. So we had people from all over um, the country presenting last year, but also a lot of our own homegrown people who, you know, on a you know million different topics. So let me kind uh, of find my grid uh, here. So we have. Yeah. Um, go ahead. That's another on my grid I can just read to you some of the topics yes please that was going to be my next question all right so on Sunday we've got a homegrown workshop writing for recovery you know prose poetry and song a bunch of folks who are going to be talking about how writing helps them uh, in their own recovery journey I have a workshop on the value of people these are all people who are who you know, um, are talking about how, you know, the challenges of integrating into 
sessions and what value they bring um, to different sessions. We have voices in recovery, how to create affirming and inclusive spaces for the LGBTQ plus and youth and adults of color. So um, some of our local organizations got together with the New York City organization. I'm in Albany. We have an Albany center working with the New York City Center to at workshop. Um, we are going to do a film screening of uh, Tipping the Pain Scale. So, you know. Nice. Yeah, so that, that's cool. And uh, there's a panel discussion around that, including Greg Williams and some of our local advocates to talk about what they're doing, you know, in, in our neck of the woods. Um, so that, that's on Sunday, just a half a day on Sunday. So 2.30 to 8.30 on Sunday. And then on Monday morning, I'm going to presenting a workshop called High Cheese for Recovery. Um, my own little pathway of recovery and I share that um, every year doing high cheese for recovery. And don't diminish it. It's not little. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you. Um, it's actually it's uh, you know part of uh, what I love to do actually is uh, my own brand of recovery that I like to share. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have some uh, lots of we have some networking sessions, which is always interesting to do online, but still can be done for sure. Oh yeah. And, and let's see, a couple other workshops. Like, we talked about why Shalatar. We have social justice activism as a pathway of recovery. Who knew? Nice. Yeah, like uh, yeah, a lot of folks who that's what they do. Yeah, they. they help to maintain their own recovery process through their own social justice. I love that you all are making space to talk about that. Oh, well, it's it definitely needed. And it's definitely one of the things mm -hmm. that Fort New York has, uh, I wouldn't say just on our radar screen, but at the top of the list, uh, because recovery is a simple justice mm -hmm. issue. Access to treatment yep. and mm -hmm. the social determinants of health. I mean, it's, it is a social. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, another one is oh I love the title of this one Hike Up That Mountain Any Way You Can and the subtitle is <laughs> Advocating for Multiple Paths of Recovery While Forging Your Own Path um, you know but making sure that this is like a whole track that is geared towards your professional making sure that people um, you know honor their own pathway while being open to you know whatever way you can. and what's neat a lot of the folks on this panel are from Rock Recovery Fitness, which is obviously a fitness um, pathway of recovery, and so they use the analogy of hiking, hike up that mountain any way you can, it doesn't matter what, all are welcome. I like that. I was actually just earlier this week in a work group session. Um, with some colleagues and we were talking about, you know, well, one, we were talking about how can we cleverly title things so people don't overlook like events. So they don't overlook at, look them, look, yeah, overlook them. But it came up because we were talking about multiple pathways of recovery and how, you know, we should be talking about this more. How can we be creating space for people? Cause we were talking about ourselves and how, you know, it wasn't just a single event or a single training where we had any sort of transformational moment or expansion of lens, personal lens, and that 
it's one of those things where most people are e- are quick to say, including myself, like I, I'm quick to say, oh yeah, I get it. I believe in multiple pathways. That I often overlook those events because, or don't take the opportunity to learn more because I just assume that, oh yeah, I've got that in the bag. Yeah, it's interesting. We've been having those kinds of conversations in house how we kind of live in a little bubble in the recovery world. You know, we're in the recovery community, mm. we're in the recovery world, and we take certain things for granted. I mean, just like the whole idea of and like, you know, that um, because we've learned to speak in ways that can be less stigmatizing, and we are on these meetings and we're talking to people, and people all have that lens, and then you go outside your little bubble and you're like, oh my goodness. I mean, like, even in the yeah. world, people are still using you know, calling people addicts and using, you know, stigmatizing language. And I would go to conferences and be like, taking names, like these folks. Need to put up an <laughs> talking to you <laughs> afterwards. Talk to you. <laughs> well, you know, because I mean, I was a clinician for 25 years of my career and that's the way we spoke and to mm-hmm. change up and now be in the recovery space and understand the far reaching effects of, of language and how that, use the public's view of addiction and recovery you just kind of think everybody else gets it and they really don't you know and so the same thing with multiple pathways you know we're like okay we get it everybody's welcome here and then you you Mm -hmm. know i'm still running into clinicians who are you know banging the 12 step i mean i was a 12 member i like i love the 12 but i am open to whatever your pathway is and it's not the okay um you know, it's a beautiful way, but there's so many other ways people are coming to this and sustaining, right. you know, their recovery. Yeah. And also just being able to, a lot of times when we talk about multiple pathways, 12-step comes up. And, and it's not to say that, it's not to say that that's bad. It's just that to say, like, the yes and. Yeah. Right. And I think, I think that's part of the conversation too, is someone else having a different pathway is not inherently threatening or not inherently um, devaluing your own or someone else's. Exactly. Which is why the title of that workshop, hike up that mountain any way you can. So yeah, we're going to support you to, to hike up that mountain any way you can and still be on your own path, you know, and, and to value your path. So I want to be mindful of our time together. Um, I don't know if there's anything yeah. else that you want me to go over. I mean, there, you know, I, I want to put a link in and you know, plug some of our other um, some of our other workshops. Um, you know, just to make the conference kind of on everybody's radar screen. I'll play at the gates again. Oh, yeah. Our uh, 16th, 17th, and 18th of October. Um, you can go to our website, which is www or-ny.org um, and there is an event tab that people can pull down. I encourage people to look at our website anyway because there's a you know plethora of resources for the recovery community, educational materials, um, you know, letting folks know what we're doing all over the place, but also, you know, just connecting each other. Um, soon, coming soon, um, one of my babies is um, we are create. We created something called Family Recovery Resource Guide a couple of years ago, and we're updating that now. So it was written by family members for family members to help just demystify it and um, help folks navigate sometimes 
baffling, uh, not only illness, but system that treats it. Um, but we're adding mm-hmm. a section for family members with loss because unfortunately, over the last few years, we have lost so many people and, and people are grieving. Family members are grieving. And so we're adding a whole resource section family members of law, um, helping people because from substance past died from substance related death. It's often uh, very different grieving in the same space that say someone who died of any other illness would be in. So bringing right. those family members together and providing resources. And there will be a second annual meeting for family members of law at the as well as mutual aid meetings, um, you know, all kinds of, all kinds of, okay. You don't mind, I love some of the mutual aid, because they're very interesting. Yeah, do it. Okay, so mutual aid meetings, we have, we'll definitely have a Y12SR meeting. We have someone who's doing a mindfulness test. Keith um, Hudson, uh-huh. a colleague of mine, is doing a mutual aid meeting based on mindfulness. And then we have Mrs. Kasha Davis doing a queer recovery support meeting. So I don't know if you know who Miss Kasha Davis is, but I immediately know. I it might be a hot take, but that's one of my favorite seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> All right, well there you go. So I mean that um, she's going to be running a mutual aid meeting called Queer Recovery Support, and we're so excited that we have such you know a wide variety of folks, um, you know, doing mutual aid meetings, doing presentations. We have. Um, Pathway to Wellness Through Movement and uh, the Catherine Pettit Creative Dance Company doing uh, a play of one, I don't know if she's going to do the whole, uh, it's a musical called I Could Never Love Anyone, anyone as much as I love my sister, and it's from family members' point of view about um, addiction in her sister. Um, So I I don't know, I think I could go on over reality, Creativity, um, podcasting as a pathway. There we go. Talking health, problem gambling, recovery, journey through podcast. Who knew? So podcasting could be a pathway for people, but it isn't. Yeah. All kinds of stuff going on. Lunch and learns from all of our partner organizations, um, family offerings. You know, there's so much to do at the at the recovery conference. We look forward to folks joining us from around the country. Thank you for connecting with us, listeners. Our goal in sharing stories and information is to provide hope and resources to the field of peer recovery. Please join us again next month on Recovery Talk. You can find our episodes on our website, peerrecoverynow.org. That's peerrecoverynow.org or wherever you find your podcasts. The Peer Recovery Center of Excellence is funded by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration to enhance peer recovery support services by expanding access to training and technical assistance services across the country. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the official policies of the Department of Health and Human Services, nor does mention of trade names, commercial practices, or organizations imply endorsement by the U.S. government. Talk with you next time.